We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. Let's get right to it. On today's episode, we are sharing a few tangible takeaways on how you, as a real estate professional, can develop a personal brand. In order to share with you the most current and relevant information, we've invited a guest today, Ryan Walseth, aka Wally. Ryan has been in real estate for a little over two years, but in that short amount of time has established himself as an industry leader, speaking on panels, being featured in Real Producers Magazine. Ryan is an expert in personal branding. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So our first question for you today is- Get right to it. Yep. Where can (laughs) we find you on social media? Um, So where it it started, or the brand, if you will, uh, Wallywood Boulevard, is my website uh, on Instagram? It's just at rwalseth, and that will be switched over to Wallywood Boulevard just for some continuity. So the new okay. uh, digital marketing firm that I hired is working on streamlining everything because I'm kind of mm. a jigsaw puzzle with a couple of pieces missing. But we're putting the entire puzzle together here in 2020. So I've yeah. been working the last 30 days on that. So. Um, so yeah, it's Wallywood Boulevard and that is, uh, as far as my Facebook business page, that will be the Instagram. Um, my Snapchat is at Wally ETC. So Wally, et cetera. Um, so, but there'll be some brand continuity between all four of them. Okay. Sweet. Well, that actually leads us to our next question. So like, what is Wallywood Boulevard? How did you determine that? And then how did you like grow on it to what it is today? Um, it actually started, uh, a little bit. Uh, as a joke. And so I bought my first investment property in 2007. So even though I've been a real estate agent for almost two years, uh, I've been in property management since 2007. And so I bought my first duplex in 2007. I lived in one side of it, rented out the other side. And then I bought my neighbor's place on a contract for deed. And then I bought my other neighbor's place uh, out of foreclosure. So this was 2009. And then recently bought another place. uh, And I was joking with my friends. I said, you know, if I get enough houses or investment properties on this block, I'm going to rename it Wallywood Boulevard because all my (laughs) friends and colleagues and some of my family members call me Wally. And so it started off as a joke and then it took off. Like as people would come over to my house or in the area, they would just refer to like my block as Wallywood Boulevard. So then I designed a logo and that honestly turned into the engine that like drove everything else. And so when I talk to people about personal branding, I find that obviously finding a name or a slogan, but also once you get the logo, that's what drives everything else. Mm-hmm. So the, the banner, the swag, the stickers, the business cards, whatever else that you're producing And I found that it was extremely important because there's 20 some odd thousand licensed real estate agents in Minnesota. So if you are, you know, Ryan Walseth with Remax, that doesn't separate yourself as much because there's, you know, like with Remax Advantage Plus, there's 550 agents. So what I started working on was a personal brand because they don't, people don't hire Remax Advantage Plus. Exactly. They hire Ryan Walsa to yeah. sell their house. I hang my license with 
Remax Advantage Plus, now Lake Sotheby's International. So in order to separate yourself, I, I went to develop a personal brand and I built my brand more about hospitality than um, sales. So was the end goal always to get at, to be a real estate agent or how did you, how did that gravitate towards that? Yeah. So in 2009, my previous life, I worked as an in-home personal trainer. So I was in the fitness industry for 16 years. And one of my personal training clients was a 35 year commercial real estate vet in the twin cities, originally from Chicago, came from a real estate family. They have ownership interest in buildings up and down Michigan Avenue, namely like the Wrigley Building, also LaSalle Plaza in town here, Fifth Street Towers, Wells Fargo Tower, all this kind of stuff. And so he had me, he had a a small 10-unit brownstone in Uptown that he needed property manager for. So he knew I was getting into investment real estate. So he put me in as a property manager at his 10-unit brownstone in Uptown. I trained him for rent. So we had a barter system going <laughs> and then managed it for a percent of the receipts all while I was training him. He was mentoring me in real estate for 10 years. So it was kind of a foregone conclusion. Once I did the transition full time into real estate, I ran into a, a good friend of mine and colleague in the industry at Monte Carlo. When I was first getting into it, it wasn't like, hey, congrats, welcome. He looked at me. He's like, you know, it's about damn time. You know, yeah, so yeah, story. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I've been in it for a long time, but not like fully immersed. But I've always been thinking, you know, as I was winding down my fitness career and getting into real estate, um, it can be kind of an old, stodgy, maybe antiquated industry. You know, almost like the bank teller, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. So ways to separate myself and add value to my clientele, even though I'm not actually actively either selling their house or working on buying a house with them, providing value to them. So that's what I built my brand around. I love that. Yeah. I like how you value hospitality. I like how you use that word hospitality because really it is a relationship business. And one of our sayings here at All American Title is relationship is greater than the transaction because at the end of the day, I mean, how many times is somebody going to buy and sell a house? You want to be the one to help them. Yep. How do you think your personal brand helps you with those relationships? Um, so the way that I built, I guess there's four pillars to the Wallywood Boulevard. So the overall developing a hospitality brand. And one thing, as a real estate agent, you have a lot of windshield time. So you get a lot of time to think of ideas. But I tell people, I'm like, we don't get paid for ideas. We get paid for action. If we got paid for ideas, we'd all be billionaires, right? Mm-hmm. So you get these ideas, I write them down, and then I worked on structuring a hospitality brand. Okay, so there's four pillars to it. And essentially, the the overall brand is I enjoy creating spaces or environments that people love to be a part of. So it's about being comfortable in whether it's a real estate transaction or I have long-term rentals, right? I want people like my tenants to feel like it's their place mm-hmm. that they're paying me to live in, not my place that they're mm-hmm. paying me to yeah. live in. And with that, I have extremely low turnover and no vacancy. Um, and so that's about hospitality. I have short-term rentals, so Airbnb, yeah. which is obviously all about hospitality. And then the fourth pillar, which is part of the personal brand, is boating. So I have a boat that... I, and I've been boating since my parents bought a cabin in Northern Minnesota 
when I was two months old. So I've been boating since, since the, <laughs> since the beginning. Right. And so I want people, when they come out on my boat, once they get on the boat, they just leave all their cares on the dock. Anything that's on the boat is free access to whatever. So I want them to completely release. So when we're like cruising across the lake and I'll look back and a friend of mine and she's sitting in the back of the boat, just looking out over Excelsior Bay and just smiling, not engaging with anyone and just looking out across the bay. That's like the ultimate release. And it's also the ultimate hospitality. So it's working with buyers and sellers, long-term rentals, short-term rentals and boating. So those are the four pillars as far as the hospitality brand is concerned. So first off, you're going to take us out on your boat this summer, yes. right? As we're looking at two to four inches yes. of snow. So um, let me just ask this. So what, what I'm hearing basically for that question is that it's who you are. Your mm -hmm. personal brand is what you value. Yeah. It's, it's what I, what I live yeah. every single day. You I stay mean, true to yeah, who you are. 24, seven, 365. So there's not, and I understand I'm not married and I don't have kids. So I understand where people want to separate if they are married and have kids, separate family from business. But the way that I operate as far as working with buyers and sellers on, on the real estate side of it, my investment properties, both long-term and short-term, and I have partners in each one of those, but I, I share everything that I do um, because that's, you know, uh, I go back to Gary Vaynerchuk a lot. I was part of a, a couple different tech startups in early 2010, 2011. Um, so that's when I started following Gary V. Um, so one of the things that he talks about a lot is document, don't create. Because if you're, if you're creating all the time, you can get kind of paralysis from overanalysis when you're talking about the editing part of it, mm -hmm. right? So you just document everything that you're doing. And I'm out a lot, whether it's at restaurants or boating or if I'm on showings or, you know, an inspection walkthrough. I mean, all that stuff goes into, one, the personal brand, but two, who I am and what I do every single day as far as real estate is concerned. So if I'm a brand new agent mm -hmm. and I want to start, the, what's my exact first step? Um, what was your first step when you were, this all came to uh, well, fruition? The, the first step actually occurred prior to becoming a real estate agent. And that's, I found a mentor mm -hmm. in real estate, right? Um, I think mentors are, are invaluable. And do you still, are you still connected with him? Uh, you know what? Yeah. He has since moved back to retired, moved back to Chicago, but he also sees a lot of the stuff that I do on social media. And there's times where I'll run a certain investment opportunity by him. Uh, and he's actually interested in, I have a, a one, that is an active investment opportunity that he's considering investing in, you know, once I get him all the information, that kind of stuff. So that opportunity, I guess I've earned over the course of the last 12 or 14 years. Mm -hmm. um, but, and then in my recent transition over to Lake Sotheby's International, uh, the gentleman that introduced me to the broker owner uh, at Sotheby's, uh, I would consider a mentor as well. Okay. So um, yeah, I would, That'd be one thing that I would really lean on because that can drastically accelerate your business because it's, it's important to learn what to do, but also there's people spend a lot of time when they're doing their marketing, catering to things that there's very low 
return on investment. Yeah. So if you can talk to a mentor and figure out what worked for them and what didn't, and you can cut out the things that didn't work, and that will yeah. drastically accelerate your your business for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. That kind of brings me back to like when you mentioned the logo and how like the logo was the engine that drove the machine. So like how did you design your logo? Are you a Photoshop pro or what? Um, no, I have uh, I have a, a good buddy of mine that has a ton of like digital marketing resources. So I utilize the Netman Corp. Uh, and that's a link that we can, you know, share at some point. Uh, but it was $99 unlimited revisions. So you kind of get the basic mock-up. You you know, I mean, it's just like you draw an idea on a napkin and then going from there. So, um, but what it did is like once I got, and I, I shared it with a lot of people, you get a lot of feedback. Some, some you take the feedback, others not so much. <laughs> but um, as I... As I put it together, let me uh, here. I'll share a couple with you here. Um, so the name Central, and then in the background, there's the uh, downtown Minneapolis skyline. The sun or the moon is right next to the Wells Fargo Tower, which is lit up orange or yellow mm-hmm. at night, right? On the right side, it's either a condo or an, or an apartment building, right? Uh, Stone Ridge Bridge, so iconic structure as mm-hmm. far as Minneapolis is concerned, Mississippi River. One of the things that I went with, I went with palm trees instead of pine trees because like when the Super Bowl is here or like the Timberwolves, they call it, you know, the, the bold north, cold, whatever else. I wanted something that elicited a little bit more about hospitality. And as far as palm trees are concerned, it just is Relax- warm, yeah, warm, relaxing, yeah. comforting, inviting feeling, right? So that was the uh, the tweak on the logo. So, and I've had a lot of good feedback from it. So, and it and it kind of validates you once you get that. And I would say it took me better part of six months to think about the brand, the hospitality as opposed to sales, and then the actual logo. So, where should um, people be promoting their personal brand? I would say um, it's just you. So I'm not sure if it's necessarily promoting, it's sharing. And so when you have a personal brand and it's real, because people will see through the BS that you put out there. You see it all the time Mm -hmm. where somebody is, you know, it's a lot of fluff and all they're doing is closing. When in the background, there's so much chaos in the kitchen. People know it, but all they do is just share all the the crazy, positive, amazing things Instagram that they're doing versus reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's perception versus reality. So I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily promoting, but if you're continuing to provide value and you're sharing the things that you're doing and you actually believe in every single day, then it just becomes who you are. And then people, people gravitate towards the positivity or something that they yeah, can 100%. actually relate to. And for me that I've talked to multiple times over the course of the last week, I don't see any other of the 20 some odd thousand real estate agents as competition because the pie is so big. Yeah. And I want to work with people that I can relate to and vice versa. I mean, it's, it's a two way street when they're hiring me to represent them in quite possibly the largest transaction of their life or, 
on the flip side, if they're downsizing from a home that they raised their family in, it's a very emotional experience. And that's why I talk to a lot of people, the difference between residential, commercial, residential real estate and commercial real estate. Commercial real estate is largely about location and numbers. What's the price per square foot? Right. Otherwise, I don't want to take so a look at it. It's a little bit it. more cold. Yeah. Yeah. And my new digital marketing shop, he's working on designing spaces that makes commercial real estate a little bit warmer. But on the flip side, the residential part of it is it's a very emotional experience. It's that's why like in showings, I let people walk in and get a feel for the space. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, and then we'll crunch some numbers, right? But if if it feels good, it feels right, mm-hmm. then we'll take a run at it. Yeah. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Does Wallywood Boulevard still exist? Like, do you still have all those spaces? Yeah. And the investment opportunity that I have would expand on that brand. Awesome. I, and I've, I've since uh, expanded. I'm originally from Northeast Minneapolis. So I purchased a duplex in Northeast Minneapolis that had run Airbnb out of both units. And I have a couple of partners on that. One of the partners actually runs the Airbnb and he has, I want to say, 600 five-star reviews on Airbnb. So he's a super host. And he got in like before it even was a thing. Um, so I would say, you know, if if you're thinking about getting into the investment game, um, you know, find a partner or find a mentor and and get in that way if you're not comfortable, you know, going in on your own. Or reach out to me. I mean, I've been in it long enough to know what works and what doesn't. And I'm more than happy to share anything and everything, all the documents, all the resources, all that kind of stuff. And then I also uh, purchased a house over at the U of M that I run uh, student rentals out of. Ooh, awesome. Right. So what I'm hearing, okay, so first you get started with a mentor. So you kind of learn, you know, from people's past mistakes, mm-hmm. learn from their wisdom. And then you kind of, you really have to discover like what is true to you. You have to sit down, get real with yourself because your personal brand is going to be way different than Lizzie's personal brand as a mom and, you know, as a leader versus mm-hmm. me as a young, like young professional new in the industry. And that's what makes it so great. being And figure out who you want to attract and who you want to work with, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to work with, I don't, you know, if I'm <laughs> looking to do 40 transactions over the course of the year and there's several thousand that occur in the state of Minnesota, and I'm only looking for 40, I I don't need to work with everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you're going to want to work with them. And then you kind of, you really narrowed it down to, you know, the feel, your pillars, the logo, like what that looks like, how that feels like being with you and hiring you. Mm-hmm. And then the last step now, it seems like you're hiring this digital marketing agency to now go to work for you mm-hmm. and to really now it, it almost runs itself. Like that's, that's incredible. Yeah. One of the cool things when I first was introduced to 11 design company and Troy Brandt is I told him everything that I had been doing and building as far as like value. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but he and his team were actually excited to work with me because of kind of the structure and the direction that I want to go. And I'll backtrack just a little bit there's a lot of people that get into real estate, I feel, for the wrong reason. Because there, there's a perception that you get in, you show some houses, you list some houses, you close on them, you get a big check, and then you move on to the next one, right? 
I wish it was that easy. And it's just, yeah, it's just not the case. So, I mean, if you're, if you're in it for the reason, because you genuinely care and you genuinely, genuinely want to help people and it's part of who you are, then developing a personal brand shouldn't be a challenge. Mm -hmm. But if in, in real estate, I tell as well, it's, there's a very low barrier to entry. I didn't, I didn't have to pass my series seven <laughs> to get in or CPA or bar exam or anything like that. I mean, it was classroom, a couple of tests. Obviously you gotta, you gotta work at it to pass it, but by and large to get into doing, you know, major transactions, I feel there's the, the barrier to entry is a little bit too low, but that's also why there's so many people that are in it. Mm -hmm. And right now, most people can just hang a sign in the yard, take some pictures and sell a place. Right. But as things shift, it's, you know, it's something where I'm personally looking forward to picking up market share just because of the foundation that I'm building. I'm building for a long term. There's a lot of people, it's real short term. They don't know where their next transaction is coming from. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if you build a foundation, you build a pipeline, then those transactions will, will continue regardless of the economy. And I, so personal branding can lead to this steady stream of clients, but it can also lead to, you know, these like leadership opportunities, your association with a specific niche in, you know, the industry, you have greater credibility and even like a higher perceived value. You know, you mm. can, people can value you more because they see you as a business, not just a name attached to a brokerage. So can you tell us what your like personal branding success story? Do you have a really good like story? Um, you know, there's, I, like you had mentioned, there's a lot of opportunities that I've been afforded because of building the brand. But the way that I built the brand was behind providing value. Okay. So going back to Gary Vaynerchuk, his second book, I believe was called jab, 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 right hook. And I've referenced this several times. Um, but it stands for give, 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 ask. Right. So if you provide value, provide value. When you ask, it doesn't feel like you're selling. Right. Yeah. People, you know, it's a lot 100%. easier to ask. Right. So uh, the interview series that I do or the meaningful coffee meetings and all these different types of things that I do is all based on providing value. So as far as like promoting the brand, if you will, a lot of m the lion's share of the stuff that I share on social media is about value providing information because it's such one, there's so much opportunity and there's so much stuff out there for you to share, even if it's just basic real estate terms mm -hmm. that, that you can share, whether it's, whether it's through a video or it's through the podcast, or it's just a screenshot of a term. And then you share it on your Instagram story or your Instagram feed, whatever. Uh, there's just so much value that you can provide where people can relate and connect and see. And they're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I, now I know what contract for deed or easement or right. tenants in common, you know, right. things that are, you know, right? So one last question we ask everyone this. Okay. What is your favorite podcast? Or if not favorite, what's like a great podcast you're listening to right now? Um, you know what? Uh, there's just a couple that I consume. One of the things I listened to uh, Colin Coward on Fox Sports. And he, the, the cool thing about him is he blends in social issues and 
real life as it ties into sports. So some of the guests that he has on there, he's not interviewing like the, the linebacker for the Denver Broncos. He'll have Malcolm Gladwell on there who is an amazing author or he's had past presidents or Dan Rather or, you know, things like that where they have an interest in sports, but it also blends in social issues. So I set my alarm every single day for 11 a.m. and I catch like his opening rant, if you will. Um, so and another podcast that I'll listen to is The Hot Lou Show. So Lou Abramowski, who I connected with initially when I was part of my uh, couple of tech startups in 2010, 2011, has started a podcast. And, and that was actually at the end of the year as far as, was it Spotify that, that came out with like what you listen to the yes. most over yes. the course of the last year yeah. and decade or whatever else? His podcast was towards, well, his was at the top of mine. And it, it was actually at the top of a lot of them. And he just started it. He actually, I I had the initial conversation about the podcast with Lou. And he kind of pushed me. Mm-hmm. He kind of like, he would like check in with me. He's like, that podcast started yet? Yep. So that's amazing. So thank you so much for being our guest today. Oh, Ryan. this is amazing. Thank you. I think and congrats like- on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so I think um, I learned a lot of stuff that I can apply to my own personal business to, you know, all American title as a company. And if you want to find Ryan and see more of his content videos, like his three by threes interviews, the new um, kind of segments you're doing all like to get inspiration for content, mm-hmm. I would follow him at our Walseth on Instagram and um, wallywoodboulevard.com. Thank you to all of our listeners today. And don't forget to review and subscribe. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. 